Hello and welcome to the Two Dudes Movie Podcast, where we have more sticks than you can shake a Groot at. This week we're going to be doing a post-view for WandaVision Episode 4, and by Jove, I've got it! What an episode. I am both. I, I, I loved it, and at the same time, I am unbelievably frustrated. Why? Because you were flipping right. Like, I was every so right turn, I was watching I... it going, oh, for God's sake, he's going to rub this in my face. He's He's got it right. And, like, are we going straight into what? spoilers? Uh, we will in a minute, but what this podcast really has allowed me to do, just just for everyone to hear, is that my clairvoyancy is now going to become public knowledge. <laughs> so while I have been predicting things like this for centuries, I mean, years, um, this is now written or recorded proof that I'm right. And boy, have I got some predictions that I know are 100% correct. I really some of them are just vague. Right. It's so annoying because obviously I'm so ready. when we did Avengers, we were kind of like half and half. And you've mm. just, like, stepped up your game for this, and I need to get something right. I need to get something right, because it's destroying it's, my morals as, like, a as like a writer. I just sit here and go, what am I doing with my life? I can't do it, obviously. So week one, I was, I was watching other things. Like, before, I watched a few videos of what people thought of it and stuff. So the past two weeks, so last week and this week, I haven't watched a single thing. No. I haven't read a single thing on what anyone else thinks. Um, I have seen one spoiler, but that's irrelevant to everything I'm going to be talking about. Mm. Um, and I'm just so... This is... I'm so ready for this show. Yeah. Should we get into spoilers? Yeah, let's go straight into it. The first thing, the only thing... I think we could do a whole episode on the the the, the vision behind... <sighs> To, to make a accidental pun. It's a terrible um, pun. I can't believe we just it, did that. I did not mean to do it. <laughs> the vision of the opening scene where we see Monica mm. unsnap. And for a second, oh, I just didn't know what was happening. That was exactly like, Wait, it, yeah. Why is she dusting? Is this her leaving leaving the town? And then, then it dawns for everyone's dusting. And, yeah. and this, is, this is the first time, and I believe the only time... We've seen the undusting... Not, I think this is the only time we've seen someone undust. Well, we saw the band appear in the. Um, oh, but that was very shaky. And it was just sort of like instantaneous. Camera. Whereas this was, you, it took a moment to, for us to realize what was happening. To be honest, yeah. I thought at first, and this sounds really weird, but because it was Monica Rambo, because it was all about Captain Marvel, and you heard all the Captain Marvel stuff, like leading up to that, which was really quite interesting. Yeah. I assumed for some reason it was the scroll mind thing that we saw in Captain uh, Marvel because it had a very similar sort of like almost sandy kind of effect. Yeah. Um, and obviously we know with the end of Far From Home, um, spoilers if you've not seen it, um, that Nick Fury's on that um, ship with yeah. the scrolls. So scrolls have something to do with sword and everything that's happening there. Mm. So it's really interesting to see but yeah, it, it. I thought it was that, and then as soon as you realised what was happening around you, I remember just sat there, my head, my hands, my head was in my hands, and I was like, "Oh my god, 
what are we witnessing here? This is the chaos that kind of ensued. It wasn't all like happy-go-lucky that we saw in Avengers. It was chaos, especially in hospitals. God, could you imagine what that must have been like? That would have been mental. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so it went from that into... Sword. Sword, which is cool. So, one of the first things we discovered... But I think is again interesting is Sword is a fully fledged organization. Yeah. This has receptionists, is how I'll describe it. Mm-hmm. They're re- ready, and and what I think is most interesting, what I think is odd to a degree, is they were there before the snap. Yeah. So that this isn't an offshoot of Shield like we've seen in the past. This this has risen at some point in the MCU has not been touched on and I find it fascinating and I think we will dive into this as we get into movies and more TV shows where S.W.O.R.D. has been and what S.W.O.R.D. has been doing Um, because Monica has a potentially throwaway line where she talks that they changed from creation to observation and research and I do wonder they mm. use a lot of words, and I know she's supposed to be an astronaut. That's the vibe I got. But has she got powers? That's the thing. Is, obviously, was she created? Yeah, when we saw Mo- when we saw Maria Rambo's picture in on the sword wall, sort of thing, you see that she's got the designation of photon, which is what Monica was. You know, her superhero name is photon, and I was like, photon. Okay. We know to be fair is her pilot call sign, Maria Rambo's yeah. pilot call sign. But, so that's why it would have been on there but we don't know if Monica has yet taken on that mantle. Well, exactly. That's the thing is there's obviously a mantle there that's just like with um, Carol Danvers and, you know, Avenger, and obviously then passed on to the Avengers um, through Nick Fury. And I think that mantle, as you say, I I don't think she's got powers yet. I don't know if it's even going to happen in this series Mm. because we're yet to see the effect that it that being in this world has on someone. Like, yes. this episode literally ends as the last episode ended, just with a few more words. Um, yeah. Well, well, some very important words. Yeah. Um, but we'll come back to those. Okay, so moving through the episode, we have Monica sent on a mission to help with the FBI finding a missing person. Mm-hmm. I find this interesting for two reasons. Why? Why is S.W.O.R.D. sending people to find missing persons, which means... This person is of great importance. Yeah. They knew from the start who it was. Yeah. And oh, so you're saying it like you know who it is. Um, well, I I have and we'll, I'll get into this a bit more later. I have a theory that the lead guy, I can't remember what his name is, um the, the head of the head sword. of sword knows yeah. more than he's letting on. A lot he more. does seem very suspicious, because as but I can't as... tell if I'm just paranoid. Because well, that's the thing. We've we've grown up to be quite cynical in this world, um, of just sort of like trying to find <laughs> issues and things in movies. So I think yeah. that might be part of it. However, when um, they're when he's being told about, well, when he's being shown WandaVision by um, mm. Cat Dennings's character, um, he almost walks away as if, okay, I know exactly what's going on here. And it, it made Maybe. that those two events together makes me go, okay, something is amiss here. I don't think Sword in general are behind it, um, yeah. but I think he knows more. I don't even think they're behind anything, but I think he probably is aware of more than 
he lets on. I think the fact that okay. Jimmy Wu was saying that, um, well, he was saying that the person who he's got in there is in witness protection. I have a feeling that is Wanda. So, okay, this is interesting. Now, they they make no attempt to tell you who it is. At no point do they say who it no. is. If it was Wanda, I, which I think is potentially the obvious thing, mm. why... So, A, why do they not just say it? Because it wouldn't be a mystery. Why leave it open-ended? Mm. Two, why do none of the friends and relatives or known associates remember them or know of them? Well, I think... Maybe the answer to the why didn't they say is whether or not Jimmy Woo's, you know, knew about it. But he did. He said he was sent in to find... He knows who that missing person is. He must. Because how do you find a missing person? Oh, so here's who I think it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've got two options. One came to me more recently. The first idea was, well, that's Nightmare. That's who the person is. Nightmare found Wanda in this town on the run, mm. and this thing has been created, but this episode also leads me away from that. But the yeah. other idea, which I think is potentially much more supported, how likely this is, I honestly don't know. But the only time in the MCU, or in this case, the wider MCU, mm. where where I can recall a situation where a villain has not been able to be trapped because no one remembers them, is Jessica Jones is the Purple Man? Oh, that's a good point. And and ju- I just went and looked at that the lines again, and the way he talks about it, as in, but no one knew who this person was, is very Purple Man. So who do you think it is? Do you don't think it's the Purple Man, do you? I think it might be the Purple Man. Hence, we see a very villainous side to Wanda. What if it's not? She's been put in this world. She doesn't want to leave. What if it's she's being told to make this world yeah. because he can make her do anything and then we all think it's Wanda he's pulling the strings. The same could be for Nightmare I just well, wanted to thing, point yeah. out that that missing person description just screams Purple Man to me but I think how likely that it, is. I think it's interesting to play with that it's a villain um, obviously mm. the only time we've seen Jimmy Woo in previous MCU movies has been Ant-Man Ant-Man. So he obviously like they obviously get involved quite a lot with the heroes who are trying to escape. Obviously, we saw in another previous um, iteration of the MCU where like um, Hawkeye is separate mm. from sort of like civilization. He's in his own place, and maybe they obviously got involved there. And I think there's it's interesting to sort of go, okay, well, who else could it be? I don't know about the Purple Man because I think it'd be a bit of a weird choice of a villain on this scale yeah i don't know how likely it is um i do i think my my love for wonder as a hero makes me want to believe that she's being manipulated and i think in previous episodes i've sort of said that you know nightmare could be making her believe that she doesn't want to leave by sort of giving her this ideal society i don't know if nightmare is involved because it's becoming less and less likely and honestly i do I think Wanda has it in her to be this villainous. I wouldn't call her evil because at the end of the day, she's just trying to live a life she never yeah. got to live. But I don't know. So, it's interesting. So this epi- yeah. So this episode to me, when I watched it, I was certain I knew exactly 
um, what was at play, what was happening, mm. and a trailer that they 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 very annoyingly put out in the middle of the day. Yeah. Um. Confirmed in my head what I thought, which is that Wanda is not being manipulated. Mm-hmm. Wanda is doing this entirely herself. And one of the key lines that we've thought of to being manipulation was Jimmy Woo saying, Wanda, who's doing this to you? Yeah. But now it's become clear that we don't know that they know someone's doing it. They're just thinking that maybe they are. Yeah. And what we've seen inside would greatly disagree with that. So yeah. my first initial theory was that Wanda is the villain. Mm-hmm. Wanda is not going to be happy at the end of this. She may split open the multiverse. Mm. And as I think I mentioned before on a podcast, all we just talked about, the <laughs> idea that Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness will be cha- will be a story of chasing Wanda through the multiverse, right. potentially with her as a villain, mm. as opposed to um, any hero. I think... Yeah. There is a significant chance that Wanda, this is it. She's a villain now. I, I think that would be excellent. I think it'd be a, it'd be a one hell of a turn for Marvel to introduce Phase Four by making yeah, you know that hero that everyone started getting on board with. Yeah, we're gonna make her a villain. I think it'd be a really interesting idea, and I, I like I like the the vision that you have. <laughs> pun the pun. Um, my... We say vision a lot, okay? Leave us alone. <laughs> my my thoughts on it. I think she's gonna break them all first. I do. I think that's gonna I think she's something's gonna happen and I think it's gonna be involved with vision because of the mm. fact that I think if Wanda is controlling it as we believe she is, she has made a dire mistake by making vision exactly the same as she remembers him. Yes. Cause he is as he said previously, he's on the side of life, which means mm-hmm. he's constantly wanting to make sure that life prevails and Wanda is a threat to the lives of the people in that city, in that yes. village, to say. And so, so oh, go on. he's going to, as we've seen in the episode so far, he's going to constantly keep prying at that, you know, mm. what's actually going on here. And we see at the end of that episode, he is very unsure about that smile that he gives. And he's constantly questioning almost his own actions. Mm. Um, and I think he's going to be the one to almost cause Wanda to break out of whatever she's doing. Because she can't... It's not like, you know, she kicks um, Monica out because Monica gets too close. She's never going to kick Vision out. And if she changes Vision, it's not going to be the same. And she's going to end up... It's like that whole, um, you know, Icarus getting too close to the sun. Yeah, it's gonna end badly for her, and I think that's gonna cause her to snap, um, break the multiverse. Mm. But I believe, I don't know. I think I kind of want her to still be a good guy, and so I kind of believe that multiverse of madness is going to be her repenting almost. She'll be stuck mm. in it, but I think she'll be working alongside um, Doctor Strange to yeah to bring to repair it and obviously fight off whatever demons she's allowed in um because of breaking the multiverse like nightmare like i don't know dormammu people like that Mephisto. okay yeah so tell me in this episode we see 
possibly one of the most horrifying moments in the Marvel Universe, the MCU ever, when we see Vision's... Oh, God. flash of Vision's dead body. That was terrifying. Now, I don't know what anyone else thinks, but I have a pretty horrifying theory that links in with some stuff that we get told and we get reiterated to us this episode. Go on. So... Sword investigates and they discover that the characters, quote unquote, mm-hmm. in this town are not characters, but the people, the residents that did live there already. Yeah. We know they are real people. That's established a few times mm-hmm. when they find them, but Jimmy Woo also makes a point. Darcy says she's with a new character, and he goes, You mean a person or something like that? Yeah. He makes it clear these are people, yeah. these are not just characters yeah and then we see a flash of vision's dead body and there's been lots of Mm -hmm. theories around what vision is how he's back is it just vision has she manifested a version of vision is it someone disguised as vision is it this is it that and the idea that i think that i think is the most horrific thing Mm -hmm. is that that is actually vision's body yeah that she is puppeteering around the place yeah terrifying in it in a terrifying way um and there's more i want to get to so mm-hmm. i don't know if you've got to add all i can really say there. is obviously you have said this before and when we were watching it my girlfriend just went he was right when she saw that so yeah that mm. was annoying another one of those for god's sake you were right uh, but Except... i i i honestly think uh, i agree with you that was honestly I like going to bed last night. I was I saw that image and it was I cannot unsee it. Terrifying. It's so yep. stupid because it's so small and it's just a you know you know it was a flash a flash. But my God, like everyone, I think everyone watching that reacted the same way as one did. Hmm. And it was just eerie and horrifying. I think uh, just to quickly backtrack a little bit onto that the idea of all these people are people. Mm. Um, I first of all wanted to sort of say I loved the the transition throughout going from uh, this person's this person, this person is this person, and then they were cast as at one point. Mm. And I was like, all right, that's quite funny. Um, And then we don't... The only character that I think is very prominent in the entire series that we don't actually hear the original name for is... Agnes, but we see her up there. She is next to Wander on there, so it means that they obviously know who this person is. Yes, I wonder. Having literally just thought of this, is that going to be the person in witness, witness protection? Possibly, that would make sense. Because if she is Agatha, yeah, it would make sense that they that she's like, well, you can't get rid of me, but just allow me to live a life that I want to live, almost what Wander wants. Yeah. So they just put her in witness protection instead. It doesn't explain me not remembering. That's what I can't... But unless, unless because, you made forget. Yeah, because she's trying to protect her own identity by just making people forget. Yeah. Okay, anyway. so there's there's one more thing I want to touch on at the end of Vision, which does... So I think I made the point, and you disagreed that Vision would be dead. At the end of it, yeah. I kind of hope... I, that's what you think. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope I hoped he wouldn't be completely dead. So, I think going off this vision is 
a dead body theory, mm-hmm. there's another bit of evidence we see. As and we'll get to the the, the hazmat suits and the beekeepers, oh. which I was also right about just yeah, saying. Um, we also see we see him crawling with his rope. Now this I think is this is really a mystery putting together, and I'm very excited because mm-hmm. they're, they're just seeding little ideas, and I think they're all really important. Mm-hmm. When the rope goes through and comes back, it is changed. It is, yeah. When Monica leaves the the portal, she is changed. Yeah. I don't think Wanda has any idea of the power that she has. And I think we're going to get to a point. I don't know how it's going to go. I think there's going to be a kickoff. Mm -hmm. They're going to try and end this. Wanda's like, no, I want Vision to be alive. I think Vision will leave and still be alive because he is in her head. Yeah. In the same way the rope changes, in the same way Monica comes back, at least in a costume, I think Vision will return to life, <laughs> maybe as a human. That'd be interesting. But in some form, once he leaves. Yeah. And I think it will be this really tense moment where she thinks he's going to die, but he doesn't. Yeah. Or maybe he returns as Grey Vision that we've seen in the comics. Yeah, true. Just hopefully with that big dent in his head. Yes. But I'm pretty confident that Vision will leave and we will see the effect that she has been able to bring life. Yeah. The twins are an interesting question yeah. because we know everyone's a character. Who are the twins? Possibly, like the comics, they're a manifestation. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at Nightmare Mephisto, maybe they've been made for her. Yeah. Well, I, I think that I think if, if Vision... If you are right, and we've seen in previous episodes that you have been, annoyingly, I think uh-huh. if Vision is able to survive the twins will be alive because yes. the, the two would yes, kind yes, of cross yes. over if, if vision doesn't then the twins don't i think it's really interesting that you sort of say that i don't uh, that wanda doesn't understand her powers because obviously we as people who obviously have read comics who know the law of things we know the power that wanda has that the reality has, yeah. but bending power that she has and it's actually quite interesting because when we started watching the episode uh, my girlfriend sort of asked me the same question. Oh, do they not know that she's able to do this? And I just kind of had to almost remind her that, like, no one in universe knows that she can do this. She No one knows what she could do. No, because she's made of an infinity stone, which means she has infinite mm. power, just like Captain Marvel's, like, binary mode. This mm. is that level of out-of-control, infinite power... What can she do? Yeah. We've, you know, I think pretty much as, as Maria Hill said in um, in Age of Ultron, she's weird. That's all that they knew yeah. of her. They didn't know, oh, she can manipulate reality to do certain things. They don't understand the limits of her no. powers. And so I think it's very interesting to see, like, that moment at the end where she goes, it's Wanda. Wanda's doing this. That's where almost they've gone oh my god, Wanda has this power. This isn't just something that's being done mm. to her by an extraordinary out-of-dimensional being. This is a weapon that we've been observing showing its true might. Yeah. So, so what I want to get onto now is the time. Pull up my big boy pants. <laughs> I, I put my little thinking cap on and I think I might have disagreeing with potentially loads of the stuff we've just said, cracked the whole thing. Go on, him. Thanks to good old Jimmy Woo. Ooh. 
God, I love now, there's an element of the episodes. I can't remember if we've talked about it, but there is this thing with hexagons. It is. Yeah, I saw that. And Jimmy Woo writes it on the board, and yeah. this was the clincher for me. Right. The fact that Jimmy Woo wrote it. So I'll explain. The hexagons have appeared in various places in the WandaVision episodes, including Monica's earrings. That's been the most mm-hmm. obvious one, but they have been in a few other places as well. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, this is good. <laughs> Jimmy Woo writes on the board what's with the hexagons. It's in fact the top question. And I can't remember what all his questions are, but I'm pretty sure there's some other questions. There's other questions, but I feel outrank hexagons. Yeah. You know? Um, And I noticed something just skipping through the episode that that I had not noticed yesterday, and and I don't know how many other people have noticed this. Sword... On the sword screen, the little table that they're looking mm-hmm. at stuff on, is covered in he- everything is hexagons. Yeah. All the sword screens use hexagons. Yeah. So, if we think to why the hexagons might be in there, that tells us that the hexagons are also outside. And the biggest thing that I've seen and that I genuinely think is the case with the hexagons is aim. Ooh. AIM, for those of you who don't know, is called Advanced Idea Mechanics. It's, to put it simply, it's a Hydra evil organization sort of thing, mm. but more invested in tech and, and that sort of thing. In the MCU, they, they were the people behind Iron Man 2. Yeah, in Iron Man 3. In, ex- oh, three, in yeah. Iron Man 3, the extremists, Aldrich Killian, all of that was AIM. Mm-hmm. Now, S.W.O.R.D., interestingly, has come out of nowhere. Oh. S.W.O.R.D. could have been built... Off from of aim. what was left of aim, we know they've got all this technology and robotics and stuff. Oh, that's brilliant! It gets better, <laughs> so that would mean that aim is in some way manipulating what's going on. Yeah, yeah, but how, how that works out, I don't know, but I'm pretty clear that if aim is manipulating inside, aim is running the outside, aim oh. is in, in infiltrated or in the Hydra way with shield, they're, they're somewhere still in sword. And then I noticed something which I think just in my head has confirmed this. Right. The hazmat suits. Yeah. Yeah. The hazmat suits are are key yeah. to AIM's visual in the comics. They are giant yellow hazmat suits. Now, there is one other thing that they are called in the comics and people colloquially refer to them as, yeah. which is the beekeeper suits. Yeah. So when the hazmat suit enters, it becomes a beekeeper suit. And as far as I'm concerned, this is confirmation that this is AIM. James, you're a genius. That is amazing. I didn't even see that. What the the hell? Ah, that's... Exactly. And that will explain why the head guy knows more than he's letting on. Yes. Because he's probably actually just a puppet of whoever is leading. Could it be Modok? Could it be, I don't know, like anyone could like it that? Be, could it be? I don't know the limits, and that's what they haven't given. But I am convinced of the bee, the bee, the fact that it becomes a beekeeper suit, the hazmat suit. Mm. It looks visually the same, but why a beekeeper? You know what I mean? Or why not just the hazmat suit gone? Yeah. You know what I mean? I thought, or, to be honest, I, I, I thought it was just a... That's what it kind of looks like. But then I suppose if it, also if it's AIM, they call them the beekeeper suits. Ah. Oh. Yes. James, you've cracked Also, um, the... Whatchamacallit? 
for hexagons, mm. the fact that Jimmy Woo writes it up means he's on the board. Yeah. No, no. But why do they then appear? If it was just a clue to us that it was aim. Yeah. Why are they outside? Well, that's if the thing. you know that if you know a character is going to write a question on a whiteboard that says why are there hexagons, why would you make anything to do with sword hexagonal? Because obviously that's just. To be honest, it could be a I, red herring. Yeah, I just took it as. Uh, they like so the imprint of the town that this mm. field that Wanda was creating was hexagonal, and so the tables that then the the visualization that they have on their tables in Sword was just showing the outline of the town of that barrier. I just took it as that. However, it is an interesting thing then to link it to the beekeepers because I do think yeah. that's a really interesting sort of like, and it all makes sense that Sword coming out of nowhere, as you said. Uh, I think they say that Maria brought, uh, built it from the ground up. Well, but what was there before? Like, what did she build upon? And I think actually, if it was AIM, then like the the foundations of AIM after it was sort of like stripped back because of all the illegal doings, it would make sense that they built it from that. And I think. And also, it's not to say, oh God, it's not to say that Sword is necessarily built upon AIM, but it could be this new head, yeah. this new guy who's taken over from Maria, could have been involved in AIM, could yeah. be AIM, could be. As we saw in the Avengers video game, we saw a different version of Modok. What if this yeah. man becomes Modok? That'd be mental. Um, but I think I, to be honest, when you started mentioning hexagonal, I immediately went to what we've seen in the Guardians and Captain Marvel, and that these portals, and actually Endgame as well, and that these portals between the worlds uh, are hexagonal as well. They are. And so I just sort of went, maybe it's just almost like the fabric of the universe is just naturally hexagonal or something like that. Yeah. And so maybe that's why this then, the thing that she builds, uh, this, this force field, or whatever you can call it, is also hexagonal because of the same reasons. Um, that does make sense. I think there's definitely different lines there. I think if they were to go down the Ames aim idea and they were to go down the beekeeper suit idea, it would be incredible. Because I think, honestly, they, Iron Man 3, a lot of people had issues with because of how they almost wasted properties. Yeah. And I think AIM was 100% a wasted property because mm. it's literally in most Avengers comics or TV shows... Or yeah. as you see in the video, it is the big earthly threat. It's behind yeah. everything. It's like Hydra, but not, you know, but modern well, in day. The, in the comics, especially, and in lots of the animated shows, it, that's one of my big things that I would change about the MCU is that there's all these organizations that all mm. exist and all create threats. So Hydra isn't just isn't just the leftover one. from a Red Skull. Hydra has new agents. We've seen Baron Zemo, but there's lots yeah. more in the comics. In animated shows. I think the idea of the hexagon portal that I hadn't thought of. And I think if it was just the shape of the town, mm. that would be it. But the fact that it keeps presenting itself within yeah. the town. There's a, there's, a, there's a thing behind it. And I'm I think convinced. Yeah, Marvel have always been very good at sowing little seeds that only like I didn't notice that question about hexagons mm. I didn't even notice all the hexagons appearing up but now you've mentioned it because this is the thing about Marvel they'll appeal to really attentive watchers and yeah. if you notice something like that there's going to be a little seed of oh what could this mean 
And they've, mm. Marvel are amazing at doing that. And I think you've hit the nail on the head there that if that theory is correct, boy, are we in for a good ride. One of, one of my very important things with mysteries, one of the things that I will defend the logic of a mystery to the grave if you there is genuine and clear evidence that if you mm. rewatch it you can say well that's right there that's yeah. right there yeah. it needs to I be think right in this front of you. show and and if they if they if this goes as good as this episode makes me think it is with solving it i would i would i will be so impressed yeah. because yes we're hypothesizing yes we're getting excited i don't think it has to be what we're saying for it to be good but if all these clues are genuine clues mm. then i will be so pleased and so impressed at the care the time mm. that they've put into making the show something that and and to, to take it further the the weekly release strategy i would defend all of it yeah. i would go and and the further we get into this the more i feel like they know what they're doing the more i feel like why did we ever doubt feige yeah this 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 episode has made me honestly go yeah i think the weekly thing works maybe they should have released the first three to everyone at the same time because it really is that's the startup and now it's almost like the um how you ever structure a story you have an inciting instant the inciting instant was the end of the end of episode three and so obviously the build up needed to be in one thing together and then okay we're kicking into it now yes i i have done from last week where i was a bit deflated where i was a bit like yes these sitcoms are great but i would like some mcu stuff mm. this is the fix i needed yeah i want this show now i want it all i want to watch it all now <laughs> but i'll tell you what this podcast is very glad that they released it weekly oh god it's yeah. given us something to talk about <laughs> um but i think it's safe to say we are both very interested and we'll be following WandaVision very very closely oh hell yeah thank you guys for watching if you want to find us on podcasts we are on Spotify we are on Apple Podcasts we are basically anywhere you'll find your podcasts otherwise subscribe like this video and we'll see you all next time see you soon